Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Hello, 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 and happy Halloween. Welcome to Sky's the Limit podcast. I'm so excited that you're with me today. I hope that you're not working so hard. It is a holiday after all. It's Halloween. I don't know why this is an actual day of work, but hopefully you're making it your own and enjoying something fun to listen to. I'm not going to make this scary. This is really going to be food-filled and treat-filled and a treat for your ears and maybe something that will make you want to Google and give you something else fun to do today. Um, So thank you so much for joining me. And if you're joining me after Halloween and tuning in or if you don't celebrate Halloween, it's okay. There's just some interesting things in the world of food in my life and restaurants and happenings that might be interesting to you so stay tuned whether or not it's Tuesday October 31st or not anyways again thank you for tuning in I really 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 appreciate it and I am just enjoying this podcast so I'm glad you're on for the journey with me so I'm going to start out I just did a segment a couple days ago on Good Day Atlanta talking about like Halloween pop-ups and good Halloween drinks One drink that I shared on camera was inspired by my husband, Elliot. He shook something up and I was the creator of the garnish and everything. So I'm going to tell you what to do with that. Um, So anyways, the segment was super fun. um, And I just wanted to like talk about pop-ups in Atlanta. So the pop-ups that I'm going to recap for you from this segment today, they're still open tonight. October 31st but they're also open for a couple more days too so check these places out there's really like festive drinks uh the first place is in Buckhead it's called the blind pig it's transformed into the wicked pig for this season and they have a lot of they have a special menu with food and drinks and shots and orange and black and spider webs and all of the things it's super festive inside and they have um something that stood out to me was like mummy dogs it was like a hot dog with phyllo I famously do not like hot dogs but I thought that was a really creative idea and I think I'm in the lower 0.5 percent of people that don't like hot dogs so I think if you like a hot dog get a mummy dog from the wicked pig and buckhead they also have some cool cocktails like vampire kiss and um everything's like named I actually have it up right here I probably should just read it out instead of sticking with my memorized content from five days ago but they have a whole list a ghoulishly grand pop-up bar filled with cocktails shots and light bites some of the cocktails are rosemary's baby has jalapeno infused el humidor tequila blackberry rosemary syrup hence the name lemon and contro I won't read out every single cocktail, but everything's pretty themed. I mean, Rosemary's Baby, I Put a Spell on You, Jolly Roger's Revenge, Giggle Water, I'm not really sure that reference, Red Moon, Red Blood Moon Margarita, and Poison Apple Pie. Some really cool stuff. The funny thing is, I am so afraid of horror movies. 
always have been, always will be, that some of these are probably referencing horror movies. And I just have no idea because I put my blinders on to anything scary. I had enough scare and anxiety growing up just about the normal parts of life of like tornadoes and earthquakes and stuff that like I I didn't need anything extra like a serial killer movie but a lot of people get a thrill out of it so good for you if you do enjoy that part of the holiday for me I'm just trying to enjoy good food good drinks and some treats anyways back to the actual subject matter the second pop-up that I talked about on the pod or not on the podcast on my segment on good day Atlanta was Biltong Bar they didn't rename Biltong Bar but Tonight, October 31st, is their last night of their pop-up. And they have some really, really festive drinks. Um, They shared all of them on their Instagram. So I would advise going over to their Instagram, Biltong Bar, and going to their um, Pont City Market location and seeing all of the cool visuals of all the haunting things on their menu. One that stood out to me that wouldn't scare me too much to drink it it just was fun was like this cauldron filled with a ton of different liquors and flavors called toil and trouble and it's garnished with a lot of mint and ice and I believe even dry ice might be in it and little skeleton decor it's pretty cool Um, every drink is in a different sort of glass or some sort of holder for your drink that looks really cool it just like if you need somewhere to go tonight and you don't want to be handling trick-or-treaters or you don't want to submit yourself or submit I don't know if that's a word but um, submit yourself to watching a horror movie then go have a good drink at Biltong Bar or go on over to Amore e Amore that's how I say it at least it's that Italian restaurant that's in Inman Park and it's where everybody wears the hats. Well, this season, everybody's wearing the witch hats there because it's witch hats everywhere. Um, they have it to the nines, decorated like to the nth degree over at Amore e Amore. Um, specialty menu, special platings on their desserts. Their menu is still the classic Italian favorites, so don't worry. You can still get everything that you want. But they, they're calling their pop-up nightmare on highland because highland avenue inman park all of that um and some of their desserts are plated with little skeleton hands they have festive cocktails it's a good time so if you're interested in that go on over there and one of mine that i talked about the white bull actually already had their yard of terror on sunday with some bloody spare ribs and activated charcoal wings and The White Bull was just recognized by Michelin last week um, as on the guide. So pretty freaking cool. So even if you're just like, I want something good, but I don't really need it to be decorated all over the place for Halloween, go over to the White Bull in Decatur. It's awesome. And Chef Pat is really talented. So check it out. Now, for the real deal cocktail that I made, I think this is just a really fun idea if you're sitting around the house or having some people over tonight or this week just extending the Halloween celebration. Okay, all you do is you get three ounces of vodka. This is a double recipe, by the way. Double recipe of my spooky Halloween cocktail. Take three ounces of vodka, one ounce of lemon juice, fresh squeeze preferably, one ounce of grenadine, 
one ounce of lychee syrup and a half an ounce of contro or you know orange liqueur shake it up pour it into a martini glass and then the kicker which i saw on pinterest and was inspired and made my own creation of this is you take lychee like you know that um grape tasting tree nut that has that really nice like um white fleshy look i mean that sounds really gross but like it is halloween so just bear with me but you take that you stuff it with a pimento stuffed green olive and put it on a toothpick to garnish and it looks like an eyeball but like an eyeball that doesn't freak you out it's it's really cute you'll have to go on my instagram at sky.estroff if you want to see the visual of this because the ladies of good day atlanta were loving it i was on with natalie and sharon definitely tried my concoction and loved it and joanne was there and thought it was cute too and um they thought it was fun or i'm gonna at least say that they did they can tell me that they didn't but we had a good time um sharing this spooky halloween cocktail last thursday so try it out let me know what you think i think using the lychee and green olive concoction for an eye is like super cute and a creative thing that i hadn't seen in drinks before and the funny thing is i recently was like following one of my favorite food instagrammers through the years has been at ain't too proud to mag she's this like cheese board girly and she has this awesome deck of like cheese board cards and it tells you which cheeses to buy and pair and all of that anyways she posted something recently that was making like a prosciutto skull and it was so scary i almost had to block her or mute her like uh, it looked like an actual skeleton head with prosciutto on it and I'm just saying you might have to google it to look it up but it was not it it gave me a fright to quote the parent trap it was very frightful and I do not like that I don't want to be scared by my food but I'll take a little bit of the extraness this holiday season and I think with the lychee green olive part and then like I said there's grenadine in the cocktail recipe and that gives it that really nice rich reddish color of the cocktail so you shake it up and it looks real pretty and if you need a little extra grenadine to give it that effect go for it that's what I did on tv too and Elliot was like come on you just ruined my exact ratio but sometimes you just gotta make tv magic and make sure that that cocktail comes through so the also just two other places that I saw post um doing my segment Pachangos um, in Shops Buckhead is doing a Dia de los Muertos celebration from tonight through November 2nd, which I believe is Friday. So go there for a toast to life with cocktails and food specials. That could be a cool spot. I also literally did not realize this. And maybe this is me just having my head under a rock the past couple of weeks. But Pachangos opened, I don't know, maybe two months ago. I had no idea they were owned by the same people that own Storico Fresco and Forza Storico and I love those restaurants so that's pretty cool um cool part to the story if you didn't know and also the worst beer hall do you know what that is it's w-u-r-s-t it's a play on words because their sister restaurant is next door and it's called the best sandwich atl and so it's the best and the worst but then the worst is actually a beer hall and they have like 
bratwurst and stuff. It's got that like nice German Oktoberfest beer hall sort of thing going for it. And I think very creative. I love a nice food pun, but whatever. Um, anyways, Worst Beer Hall is teaming up with Three Taverns, Long Drink, and Round Trip Brewing. And they are doing a special like Halloween pop-up tomorrow too. You can check them out on Instagram. Um, it's a spooky pop-up this Halloween at 7 o'clock. Come join us for dinner and then enjoy samples and merch from some of Halloween's best breweries. So you can dress up, get some cool merch and swag and good drinks and I just think that's a cool environment and um you know why not add it to the list do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs a practice that not only provides regular cleanings but also excels in straightening teeth replacing missing teeth and helping highly anxious patients peach dental is a family-owned practice that does just that if you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's the Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. I, I don't think I'm going to be going out this Halloween. I think I'm going to be chilling. I had this weird craving. Like, growing up, my mom always made chili for Halloween. And I was always, like, I appreciated the tradition at the time as my, like, pre-trick-or-treating fuel. But I also did not like beans and I did not like chili. <laughs> but I would make myself eat it because I wanted cornbread. <laughs> so I just really had this hankering for chili this week and decided to make it today. And um, But I forgot the cornbread and that's the best freaking part of eating chili. So I don't know how I overlooked that. I'm going to have to get some cornbread to go with my chili and then I need to find something like semi-festive to watch like something in the realm of like Hubie Halloween or something like what's that one um I guess Halloween Town on Disney something like that that's just festive but not frightening because I will scream and then I won't sleep for three weeks and that's just I don't need that in my life right now um so yeah I think chilly night and chillin is kind of my Halloween game plan for tonight but like I'm also kind of craving pizza and I was thinking about it and I was like I'm pretty sure maybe I just heard this sometimes I have such information overload from being on my phone for social media stuff all the time sometimes I have no idea where I hear things but I'm pretty sure that pizza is the number like pizza delivery number one day for that is Halloween so I looked it up and there is some there's different sources saying different things, but I, I decided to go with the source that is mashed and mashed.com, M-A-S-H-E-D.com. And its headline under the category facts, under the like tab or whatever facts, pizza is ordered more on Halloween than the Super Bowl, according to Grubhub. So I guess if we're going with Grubhub as our like vetted source, and this was posted last October 27th, 2022, then Halloween is number one holiday for delivery pizza, 
which makes me crave it. But also, I don't really want to, like, order delivery. I don't know. I don't really want more cars on the road when there's so many pedestrians. But that's a tangent. Anyways, MASH says, with Halloween quickly approaching, everyone is scrambling to figure out their plans. Whether you are staying in to watch scary movies all night with your cat or going to a party dressed as your favorite superhero. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, Yeah, pretty much the headline says it all, and they fluffed it up in the rest of the piece. But pizza is ordered more on Halloween than the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl is the other holiday that used to take the cake for number one pizza holiday. So just, you know, some facts that you can hold on to in your back pocket and just – spew around to people that you know I don't know these are the things that I end up just like dropping in conversation I don't know if it's interesting or not I find it interesting so now you know um because it's my super short show so yeah I mean pizza sounds good too and I also did just dress up as a pizza for Halloween this year this is not the first time that I've dressed up as a pizza I've had this costume for a few years But Elliot decided to buy a charcuterie costume, like one of those that it almost looks like a board. You put it over your shoulders and then it's like, I don't, let me think of how to describe this, but you put it over your shoulders. It has a front and a back and you have to wear like something under it. And then it's a printed out meat and cheese and he had Velcroed different cheeses. He had like gorgonzola and brie and uh, I think a manchego and then a like a puff pastry wrapped brie on there too it was literally making me hungry and then I wore a pepperoni pizza we just went with the kind of like cheese bread meat theme this year and the more you look at and hear about pizza like the more you want pizza so yeah it might be a pizza and chili night or just week I think I'm going to have to check both of those off the list this week. Pizza and chili. Um, Yeah. Oh, this is also interesting. I was looking this up too. Something that the cheese and wine influencers of the world really like to talk about right now are candy pairings with cheese and wine. And I just find that so interesting because you think of – Candy, especially when you're talking about like M&M's or Snickers or Twix or whatever, you think of that as such a pedestrian food that you would think like anybody in the wine world or the cheese world would just put their nose up to anything on that level and wouldn't want to like compliment it. But that cheese plate actually put it all out there and she put a guide and I thought it was pretty awesome and thorough. Um, I mean, whether you like Butterfinger, Snickers, Crunch Bar, Reese's, Kit Kats, Twix, Caramel Popcorn, or Candy Corn, those were all the pairings she did. And she did not just put the pairing of the candy with cheese, because cheese is what she's really known for, but she also did it with wine. So I'm going to just read out like three of these, because I think it's awesome. I think it's so cool. Again, facts that I spew in random conversation that I don't know who agrees. But I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably agree and like food and cheese and wine. So here we go. The first pairing, drum roll, Butterfinger plus Sharp Cheddar plus Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay, okay. I can, 
I could see the butterfinger and the sharp cheddar. So she's saying this wine offers a nice level of acidity to offset the cheese's creaminess. The fruity notes add contrast to the toffee flavor of the butterfinger. Yum. I'm into it. Okay. All right. So let that sit with you. Butterfinger, sharp cheddar, and Cabernet Sauvignon. All right. Another one for you. I'm going to read out three. Like I said, I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, but go to at that cheese plate and you can see her full list of all of the categories that I outlined. So the second one I'm going to tell you. Snickers with Gruyere and Pinot Grigio. Wow. Okay. A crisp white wine like a Pinot Grigio complements the nutty Gruyere while also bringing out the subtle fruity notes of the cheese. Hey, that might be my combination for tonight. That sounds delicious. I love, you know, I really love a Snickers when it's frozen though. That's like my family's tradition is doing frozen Snickers. So I don't really do a room temp Snickers. That's just, that's not it. So I wonder if that would have any impact on this pairing combination or not. But, like, I love Gruyere. And who doesn't love a Pinot Grigio? Stassi Schroeder loves a Pinot Grigio. Um, okay. Crunch Bar plus Camembert plus Champagne. Okay. That's fun. The bubbles in the Champagne are the perfect contrast to the buttery cheese. And I love a chocolate and champagne moment. That seems very festive. You've got that snap crackle crunch of the crunch bar plus the bubbles of the champagne and camembert like it's pretty much the texture and look of a brie just a little bit more of that funk in a camembert and this is from me not from marissa of that cheese plate but um a camembert is delightful but to me has a little bit more of a funk and a tang than your average more mild brie but like so delicious again i would wonder about temperature and maybe like I like a little bit of a softened camembert, like maybe bake it for a couple minutes and put some honey on it and some berries or something. Um, so that would be interesting. And then, okay, last one for y'all, Reese's. I know Reese's is probably like one of, these are all like very top Halloween candies, but like I think Reese's in my mind is like number one. Okay, so Reese's pairs with Manchego and Rioja, okay? Wow. They're going a different like Spanish route for this Reese's pairing. So a Spanish cheese with a Spanish wine is always a good match. And the Rioja offers some fruity notes to complement the peanut butter. So it's really kind of like a PB&J with chocolate and cheese too. I mean, what could be wrong with that? Very, very interesting. I probably should have read through all of these before because these are blowing my damn mind. Wow. And she does little visuals of it too. Highly recommend going over to that cheese plate and looking through all the pairings and just seeing what you have around the house and making it that elevated, delicious, adulting version of your Halloween candy and cheese and drink, obviously. Um, I think that sounds so good. And it also reminds me that in an earlier episode when I was with charcuterie chick, Alex Plavin, we were talking about like random pairings and stuff like that. And she surprised me and said one of her favorite pairings that is so off the radar for me is dark chocolate and blue cheese. 
And I was like, what? Are you for real? But that's her guilty pleasure. And um, so if you want to be like even more elevated than like a Reese's and a Manchego, then go for a dark chocolate and a blue cheese because according to Alex, it's phenomenal. Also follow her at Charcuterie Chick. So I just found that to be quite interesting and I thought y'all would find it interesting as well. Um, I also wanted to share that I've recently done a pumpkin food segment too on Good Day Atlanta and I haven't posted it yet. I think it's more, you know, evergreen throughout the fall and until the end of the year really. So there's more to come out with that. Um, I talked about a couple places, TBB122, which quite a name, but it's an Alpharetta, very, very cute. Fellows Cafe in Roswell, one of my favorite brunch spots ever. Poco Loco in Kirkwood that has like the most phenomenal sellout breakfast burritos that will like, that's a craveable freaking breakfast. It's so good. Cultivate has a pumpkin stuffed cream cheese french toast it was great i that's what i used in my segment and then waffle house has a (laughs) limited edition pumpkin spice waffle and like i couldn't not talk about that so anyways i'll post that soon and just dm me if you need those to be restated to you but they're all great spots um all right so now i'm gonna close with another little segment for you and then i'll let you go on with your happy halloween of a day and week The next segment I've got for you is Dining Diaries. It's what I've been eating and what I want to eat. Lately, since the last time I had a solo episode with y'all, I've had a couple of notable eats. I really have been terrible at documenting my eats. I will say that I have not been taking photos. I've been trying to just like be off my phone and be focused and in the moment and just enjoy being with my people you know so I really and then if I like don't take a picture though like this is the pro con of it if I don't take a picture or I don't write it down or it's not in my calendar it's like it never even happened so I'm gonna tell you about a couple places that I've had that I remember and either took a photo wrote down or had a reservation and we're gonna just go from there but the last time I did a solo I talked about the place on Virginia and Highland That was replacing where Callie's Hot Little Biscuit used to be on that corner called Yakitori Kona. Owners of NMF Sushi and just looked to be really cool. And like Yakitori is known as like those um, Japanese grilled skewers. They can be vegetables or seafood or meat and it's charcoal grilled, super flavorful and tasty and just like a nice way to have like little bites of your meal. Um, So went over there and... Okay, the decor was on point. I thought it was such a cool spot. Loved lots of red, black, cool wallpaper, decor on the ceiling. It was a very intimate vibe. If you know that Callie's Hot Little Biscuit location, it's a smaller space, but they make it feel like you are in this hidden gem of a place like in New York or something. Like when you're walking around New York and you just walk down a little flight of stairs and you're in a different world that's how it feels when you go into Yakitori Kona the restaurants around it are cool too but they're just so different they do not have that moody vibe and that really intentional decor that makes it like 
kind of just sexy and chic and I really loved that and I think their drinks were fabulous I loved what I was drinking I kind of forgot what it was I probably should have brought out the menu but I tried a bit, little bit of everything lobster skewers chicken skewers um eggplant shrimp um probably some wagyu I think they have some wagyu skewers I'm pretty sure I ate that it's been a couple of weeks but I I really enjoyed it I thought they had a really a nice small menu and so I would not encourage you to go if you're super hungry this is a spot for light bites good cocktails and just a little bit of a different reality for a little bit they also have a fabulous bathroom I do have to mention like I'm a sucker for a great bathroom in a restaurant but I made the mistake of going way way too hungry and my kind of hungry is not your average girl's kind of hungry if I'm hungry I need multiple courses of really heavy food and like I'm a bottomless pit so going to a place that's serving predominantly healthy like grilled meat and vegetables and salad I, I could not I was like insatiable so I spent a ton of money eating enough to get me to like an okay satisfaction but I would just recommend go for drinks go for a light bite do not go on an empty stomach but um they're they're doing a good job and I would go back for sure so Yakitori Kona corner of Virginia and Highland and check it out and let me know what you think another spot in Buckhead that I just went to I hadn't been in a while and the last time I went was at the Midtown location but the second location is um over in Buckhead near Lucian Books and Wine and the restaurant is called Tabla and if you have not been Tabla is just really fabulous well done Indian food it is so delicious I talk about if you want to go hungry to a place you will be full eating at Tabla their portions are great their food is so filling I was already full after eating a couple samosas and and naan and um uh, biryani and you know all the works and then I kept ordering because everything smells and tastes so good that you just have to run through the entire menu so um Tabla was great I would definitely say worth another visit I hadn't been in so long and um yeah it's pretty convenient I think they do a lot of takeout orders too so for dine-in or takeout Tabla is a great spot and that's a place that I've eaten recently because I took a photo and I remembered that way and I had a reservation (laughs) So that's how I remembered. And um, a couple places I want to try. So I I have so many places I want to try. But like after Michelin last week, I pretty much am just making sure that I've been to every place that's mentioned on that whole list. I, I just want to... I just want to have my take on every single spot that was mentioned. All 45 restaurants that were acknowledged in the Michelin Atlanta guide. So um, the funny thing is though... During the ceremony when I was live streaming it, the place that I made a reservation during that time was Little Bear. And I've been there before, but Elliot hasn't been. So I immediately made a reservation for us because talk about a cute vibe and a cute bathroom and great food and great drinks. It checks all the boxes for me. Little Bear in Summerhill is phenomenal. They um, they won Best Young Chef and then... Um, either a green star or they're on the guide but either way lots of acknowledgement from Michelin very proud of them and I cannot wait to go back also last on my list is that 
my friend and yoga teacher was telling me about this place in Midtown where she got phenomenal celery gelato. And I was like, what? And I started naming all these places in Midtown that I know serve gelato and none of these were the place. And I'm geographically challenged and we were trying to figure out where it was and all this, but she said it was phenomenal. And I really need to know where is the celery gelato coming from in Midtown? If anybody knows, let me know because I want to try it. I've had celery juice before. It feels great on the stomach. It's really good for you. I'd rather have it in gelato form. I want to try it. I want to know. So if you have a hunch of where the celery gelato is in Midtown or otherwise, give me a shout. DM me at sky.estrop or connect with me, however you know how. I would love that. So that's really my dining diaries for right now of my notable eats and where I want to try, but I'm sure there's so many other places that I'm going to add to my list. I'll make sure to make the reservations, put it in the calendar, and take a photo in upcoming visits, so I have more to share with you, but I, again, just want to wish y'all a happy Halloween, a fabulous week, a week where you just feel like you can treat yourself and not feel guilty about it because we all need that right now. Please take care of yourself and um, just enjoy this this time and this moment and maybe maybe do take that time of just being focused and not being on your phone for a little bit. As somebody who's very focused on social media all the time and doing that for my job, it's you know can be a little bit taxing and I just want to give you permission to take that break because there's a lot going on in the world right now and we all could use that. But anyways, I just appreciate you listening. Thank you for being a part of Sky's the Limit. I am always open to suggestions and advice, so feel free to send anything that you have to say my way. Eat something delicious, treat yourself, and I'll talk to you next time on Sky's the Limit. Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.